0: On the Block, On Demand! This is On the Block with Brent Axe. That it is, my friends. Welcome back. Glad to have you here. On the Block is presented by Burdick Toyota. You know, it's football Friday. we got plenty of football to go here, including uh, the NFL Blitz pick six, Dino Babers, more on Syracuse and Pittsburgh. There's some football stuff and hot takes as well, but you, you can't help but take a step back and recognize everything else that is happening in sports right now. This is one of those my head is spinning kind of weeks and and times in the sports world because you know certainly we're uh, looking at football and previewing the football weekend as we usually do, both on the NFL and the college front. Okay, you've got the baseball playoffs going on right now. As Andrew Benatendi just. Grounded out to first as the Astros continue their inevitable march to a sweep over the Red Sox here. It's 4-1 to in the 6th. You've got uh, hockey. Hockey! That's right, hockey. It's good for you. It puts hair on your chest. Last night, flipping around, and like there's hockey. in my wife... <laughs> I should just keep, you know, a recording going in my living room. Just to hear the groan from my wife... As I'm flipping around last night, she's like, Ugh. Hockey? Like, yes, hockey. Hockey. Not only the National Hockey League, but the crunch start tonight. Tonight in Rochester. You're going to hear it right here on ESPN Radio. 6.50. Pre-game. The NBA starts next week. So this is one of those times of the year, and, you know, college football didn't go anywhere, and if there's anything else, I'm missing in that discussion, feel free to add it. What about the NASCAR playoffs, man? Well, yeah, that's going on. And there was like a golf thing last week, and it's crazy. But it's good, right? Because, like, for the net, it's the same thing. It, you always compare this to end of March, early April, because you've got the final four. Hockey and NBA playoffs are getting underway. The NFL draft talk is going fast and furious. So, this is one of those pockets for the next couple of weeks where all four major sports are either at their peak with the playoffs going on or are beginning new seasons. But the interest level is high on all of that, right? When a season begins, interest is high and, you know, everybody's going to go and go to, you know, every hopes are never higher, right? On opening day or you're in the playoffs or if you're a football fan even now, you're, you're starting to see, okay, is my team really a contender? You know, like, your first place and not just in alphabetical order. Buffalo Bills, right? Oh, by the way, thank you, Tampa, for not taking care of business last night and putting your first place and a half Buffalo Bills up front because they couldn't seal the deal against New England. Did they cut Nick Folk yet? Missed three field goals. Cost Tampa a shot in Thursday night football last night. Thursday night football last night in the college front was Louisville going down. NC State, of course, just played Syracuse last week with a big win at home. So it's just every night, three or four things going on, your remote control's getting a big workout. By the way, uh, I was off, so I didn't get a chance to talk about this. So And Seth kind of broke my chops about this on Twitter, so I need a ruling on this, okay? So the other night, Both at the same time, like synchronized. And I own both of these movies on DVD and can watch them anytime that I want. But it's different when it's on TV. I'm sorry, it just is. I don't know why that's the case, but it's just different when somebody picks it for you. So the other night, this was, it had to be Tuesday night, right? Because it was the night of the Yankee game against the Twins. So you got that going and... You know, that should get my full attention. There's a couple other things happening. But then The Godfather Part Two and The Empire Strikes Back were on at the same time. Now, any guy knows. And this drives my wife up a wall. But I'm sorry. Any guy knows. And some, I, I don't want to be sexist. I don't want to be Cam Newton here. Women are certainly capable of this, too. My wife is not one of them, though. She just, she, she. She has to watch one thing, including the commercials. Like, she gets mad if I change something because it's at a commercial break. I'm like, oh, you want to be sold products during lapses in time. I understand. So I'm going between Godfather 2, Empire Strikes Back, and the baseball game. And Seth had a near coronary on Twitter saying, you can watch those other two things anytime. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I'm not a Yankee fan. So if I was a Yankee fan doing this, that'd be one thing, right? I didn't have to be on the air the next day, so it's not like I had to watch that game in order to talk about it the next day. But again, any guy that has the remote skills knows what I'm talking about here. And this generation is fading. I may be the last of the Mohicans here because with Netflix and on-demand stuff, like people don't do this anymore. They don't watch TV. You know, like this whole generation is vanishing. But – you know how these things time out. Baseball goes at a slow enough pace. And not that I'm not distracted enough. I also have Twitter open during this whole thing, right? So if something's really happening in the baseball game, I'll flip back to it, and they'll show five replays of it. But the timing of the breaks between Empire was on uh, TNT, Godfather 2 was on AMC, and the baseball game was on, I, I can't remember, i was whatever channel it was on. There's a nice steady pace you can go there. One goes to commercial, flip back here. That's at a commercial. Okay, go to the baseball game. But I had people tweeting at me and upset that I wasn't picking one and sticking with it. Like how you can't turn off The Godfather. You can't turn off this. And I'm like, well, you kind of can because there's commercials, right? I was surprised at the amount of backlash I got. this. I'm like, where is your man card? Just turn it in. It's one of those instinctual things that we have that, again... I'm like the, the last dodo bird of, of people that do this because on demand and people don't watch TV anymore unless it's live sports, right? You kind of have to watch that as it goes. Now, Seth's not completely wrong to say, I can watch those movies anytime. Yeah, but it's different when it's, it's just different. I still get excited. I mean, it's like right, it's five feet away from me on a shelf. The entire DVD collection of both The Godfather and Star Wars, it's I I could reach it and pop it at any time. But it, when you're flipping around and you see and it's on and it just started, that's like I still get a kick out of that, right? So things aren't busy enough in sports, and then you got to drop that double hammer on me. Two of the greatest sequels of all time and two of my favorite movies of all time. Overload, absolute overload. I can't handle this. But that is a beautiful thing because, I mean, football is steady enough and there's enough to watch every weekend, especially when Syracuse plays at noon and you kind of have the rest of the day clear. Houston's up 4-1. to one. It's in the sixth. And now uh, Keuchel's getting a visit from the mound. Oh, Hanley Ramirez actually got on base instead of watching pitches blow by him. What a nice concept. Anyway, We'll keep you updated on that game. The Yankees start at 5 o'clock against Cleveland. That'll be over on Brostad, TK99. We'll keep you updated on that. High school football tonight right here. So here's the deal tonight. We're going to have the crunch on FM at 6.50 as they open their season. Again, overload. Much happening. Our Friday Night light series will continue, though, as Stephen Fani and Julian Wiggum are going to call our high school game tonight, which is Central Square against FM. That'll be over on ESPN Radio AM 1200, all right? For those of you that want to know the old programming schedule, for those of you in Utica, you're not even listening anymore because they will be carrying the Yankees tonight. Now you, now you know, and no one's half the battle. On that note, we will break and do some hot takes coming up next. More on a football Friday on Syracuse and Pitt, the NFL Blitz, the Pick 6, and Dino Babers about an hour from now. Usually play played on Thursday, but we bumped it up to today because, well, we weren't here yesterday. Thanks, Brent. You're welcome, Coach. That's all in the way. Stay right there. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Oh, just letting the goodness roll. What a cover. One of the great covers in recorded human history. Alright, that's a slight exaggeration, but I like it. Welcome back. You're on the block ESPN Radio. Football Friday, baby. The NFL Blitz on the way. Everything you need to know about the upcoming weekend. We tell you not to bet on sports. You still bet on sports. The ultimate bad beat came the other night. On Monday Night Football. That's why you don't bet on sports, kids. But uh, you do anyway. So we'll tell you what you need to know from an entertainment purposes only standpoint later on in the show Dino Babers later in the show the pick six later in the show but now right now the here and now you live in the now so right now it's hot takes we've got a hot one for you oh you're hot why thank you so are you and I'm not afraid to cry so hot, so hot, and hot. Yes. man it's hot how hot it's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. <laughs> it's time for Hot Takes on the Block. In a case of, we kind of knew this, but you see the details and it makes you go, Whoa. all right, look, major college athletics, it's all about the student-athlete. This is not about making money for athletic departments or the NCAA taking in over a billion dollars from CBS. and No, 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 it's all about the betterment and uh, the advancement of the student-athlete, right? Look, this FBI scandal, and Bruce Feldman uh, today, he of uh, Sports Illustrated now, Bruce has been moving around a lot lately, and he shouldn't be because he's a great reporter, and whoever has him is lucky to have him. But he tweeted today that he hears more indictments on the way in the FBI college basketball Corruption scandal. He said within the next two weeks, we'll be hearing more names as uh, many nervous coaches that maybe there's some that don't need to be nervous. They know they're clean. They did it the right way. Air quotes. Everybody cheats a little bit. Okay. We all drive 45 in the 35 or don't wear our seat belts or do that kind of thing once in a while. But, you know, we're not going 80 in a school zone like Louisville and some of these other schools were doing, which yes, brings me to Louisville. And I want to remind you of something that Tom Jurich said when Louisville announced its new deal with Adidas. Quote, it's for the athletic department. Jurich explained when the deal was announced, it's for these student athletes. It's been earmarked for them. Yeah, see about that, not so much. As the Louisville Louisville Courier-Journal found out, and from the story, quote, in fact, under the current deal with Adidas, which expires July 1st, 98% 98% of the cash provided by Adidas goes to one person, Rick Pitino, the now suspended head coach. In 2015-16, for example, $1.5 million went to Pitino under his personal services agreement with the apparel company, while just 25000 went to the program, according to a contract obtained by the Courier-Journal. The year before, Pitino also got $1.5 million, while the department banked just 10000 Asked if it was fair for Jurich to say the Adidas money was for student-athletes, an athletic department spokesman said it was. Quote, players come here in part because of Coach Patino. Coaching is part of what we give to student-athletes, said the spokesman. About a month before the bribery scandal prompted the suspensions of both Jurich and Patino, uh, the Adidas contract calls for the company to give Louisville $79 million in cash over the next 10 years, as well as shoes and apparel. Uh, last year, Patino was paid $7.76 million, which included a $2.25 million payment from Adidas. So they're making these big, old, fat shoe deals. Okay, and everybody's got one, and it's just part of doing business, and I do not begrudge Rick Patino, Jim Beheim, Roy Williams, Bill Self, you name a coach for, you know, this is America, and if they want to pay that coach X number of million dollars, which helps out schools because that means they don't have to pay – all of the coaches' salary and provide them with apparel and the marketing that comes with that. Well, that's what major college athletics is for, right? But don't stand there at a podium and tell me this is for the student-athletes when we know that's a bunch of garbage. This is for the student-athletes. No, it's not. It's not. And you've got to see this is the catch-22 of this. Why is Kentucky one of the major successful college basketball programs that are out there today. Now, there's a history there, and it's not like John Calipari walked in and turned that into what it is, but he's the reason it currently is what it is because of a number of reasons. They win. They go to Final Fours. They put players in the NBA. It's a process, and people always kind of look at Kentucky and say, how are they not cheating? Well, you know, why does Mike Krzyzewski not have to cheat? And I don't think he is at Duke because you reach a certain level of success, and it's like, You don't have to pay players $150,000 to get them to come to your school, like we've seen other schools named in that indictment. When you reach a certain level of success, and you know by playing for that coach, it's almost old school. I'll go there, I'll spend a year or two there, do it the right way, and then I'll be rewarded in some way, right? But that list is getting shorter and shorter. 98% 98% of the money Adidas paid Louisville went to one person, Rick Pitino. When you've got the athletic director standing up there saying, this is for the athletic department, this is for these student athletes, okay? Garbage. 2% of it. And again, it's, what exactly is it going to? And I know some people roll their eyes when they hear this. Well, they get, you know, They get scholarships, and they go to school for free, and they get benefits other students don't, and you're right to say that. But again, if you've got major apparel companies writing these kind of checks, and it's difficult these days because players are there for such short periods of time, don't look at me with a straight face and tell me that these student athletes that made up term that the NCAA came up with to avoid these players being treated like the employees that they really are in some cases, right, to receive payment for that. Don't tell me that they can't be paid in some sort of way. You just cannot tell me that with a straight face anymore. When I'm seeing these deals and the amounts and what coaches are getting, it's like, don't then put the hand up and say, whoa, you want to pay these guys? Now, it's a very complicated issue that I'm not going to solve in this radio segment, but it always comes back to what? Being able to profit off your likeness. Rick Pitino gets to profit off of being Rick Pitino. And so on and so forth. Don't tell me that a student athlete can't do it. That's too complicated. That's hot. There's no way they could. I mean, stop. Just, just stop. And Louisville is just the latest case. And as Bruce Feldman said today, more to come. So everybody hang on tight. You know what I'm getting really tired of in sports? Apologies stop apologizing because you don't mean it and of course the latest example of this is cam newton here's the original comment I know you take a, a lot of pride in seeing your receivers play well devin funchess has seemed to really embrace the physicality of his routes and and making getting those extra yards does that give you a little bit of an enjoyment to see him kind of truck sticking people out there it's funny to hear a female talk about routes like And here's the subsequent apology for the air quotes sexist comments. After careful thought, I understand that my word choice was extremely degrading and disrespectful uh, to women. And to be honest, that was not my intentions. And if you are a person who took offense to what I said, I sincerely apologize to you. Uh, I'm a man who tries to be a positive role model in my community and tries to use my platform to inspire others. And I own, I I take ownership to everything that comes with that. And And so on and so forth. And he lost some sponsors and that's why he's apologizing. And I don't believe, and I don't believe Baker Mayfield when he shows up the next day and apologizes because he planted a flag at midfield at Ohio state, which by the way, what was wrong with that? everybody's offended by something these days. Are the things that require apologies these days? Of course they are. Do people shoot from the hip sometimes and then realize, whoa, shouldn't have done that, and it's genuine, and you need an apology? Absolutely. You should apologize for, like, legitimate mistakes. I don't believe that apology, nor do I believe most apologies that are out there. You said it. You did it. Your instinct, when asked a good question by a reporter, female or otherwise, was to scoff. Now, as it turns out, see, kids, Twitter is kind of like tattoos, okay? You say some things that, you know, 10 years from now, you're going to be like, what was I thinking? But much like tattoos, you can delete it all you want. It's permanent. It's the Internet. It goes nowhere. Hence the case of the reporter who asked that question, who then got all this support from people out there because how dare... Cam Newton, say that to a female reporter. Then they look at her Twitter history and it's like, ooh, well, here's some things that are kind of racist. So now she's, and I'm not making this up, she had to apologize for that because it got dug up because Cam Newton apologized for something else. It's like Inception. We're like apologies inside and po- apologies here, right? And there's always that famous, I'm sorry if you were offended. <laughs> not I'm sorry I said it and I hold that belief. That somehow females cannot understand the concept of wide receivers running routes. It's, I'm sorry you were offended, okay? Listen. it's Not that apologies aren't necessary sometimes. They are. People do goof, say things in the heat of the moment. And look, Cam Newton's a guy that people wanted to apologize for his press conference after the Super Bowl. I was not one of these people. That, I didn't care. Okay. I can judge you based on what you do. I don't want an apology for it. You know, I don't care if it's 10 minutes after the Super Bowl and you lost the game. You're the quarterback of the team. You're the face of the team. You're at the biggest event in the sport. You have to sit there and answer questions. I've never said you have to answer them intelligently. Okay. How you choose to use that forum is on you. Right. But here's another thing and male, female, or otherwise, I always love this snarky attitude that you get from football coaches and football players as if wide receiver routes are like the codes to Fort Knox. This isn't hard, guys. I know what a slant route is. I know what a dig route is. I know what a back shoulder throw is. I can learn that even though I didn't play football at a high level. One year, Bishop Ludden. Woo! I was the safety. Got run over a lot. But this is one of the most Neanderthal ridiculous takes that still exists in this world. that Because you didn't play X or do X, you don't know anything about X. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Do you cook? Do you cook? At some point, you didn't know how to cook, but you learned how to cook, like you got a recipe and you figured it out, right? You're not a professional chef, but you do it. Does anybody mock you in your home because you're not Mario Batali, yet you cook? You learned how to do it, right? Well, you can learn football by watching it now what what credibility you put into that person telling you about that football well that's on you i've always felt that to be a color analyst at a high level at a fox and espn something like that you probably should have played the because i want the insight of somebody that can spot these things and do it like tony romo who's killing it right now as an analyst right but play by play or covering the sport i'm sorry you don't need to have gone over the middle and get your head taken off by a safety like me back in the day right You don't. Cam Newton's initial instinct, even in the year 2017, was to look at this reporter and say, it's funny, you're a girl talking about football. I mean, where are we? Like a girl doesn't know what an out route is? I mean, come on. It's not that hard. Now, could I do what you do? Of course not. Could I coach that sport and Listen, we get into this on a local level when Jim Beheim will kind of look at some reporter sideline with with the side eye, I should say, when they start talking about basketball. Okay, this is established. I do not know as much basketball as you do, but I do know some, right? I do not know as much football as Dino Babers, but I know a little. I know enough to ask a question, right? I'm not an expert. I'm not what you do, but I, I, you know, I've been around for a while. I, I watch stuff. I pick up on a few things, right? So for Cam Newton to look at that reporter and say, you do not know as much football as I do, he's right. For Cam Newton to say, it's funny to hear a female ask about wide receiver routes, why is that funny? And why would that be funny That's hot. if it was a male, a female? or and, and now it's 5-1 Houston. And the look on John Farrell's face just says our season's over, and it's only the bottom of the sixth of Game 2. As the life drains out of me. See, I told you, any moment I could just pop in and, and give you, like, takes on the Red Sox is Mookie Betts. Oh, that's nice. That, that uh, That's nice. Mookie Betts just pulled the – you know the move where you catch the ball, then you go to throw the ball, and then the ball goes behind you? And it kind of looks like, yeah, that just happened. That just happened. Mookie Betts just tried to throw a baseball, and the baseball went behind him. You know that move like when you're pretending you're throwing a ball to somebody, but you fake it and it goes behind you? Mookie Betts just did that in a playoff baseball game, yet he wasn't pretending like he was trying to throw the baseball. And well, it, yeah. <sighs> We're about due for a break, don't you say? I say so. We will do that. We'll come back with more football talk, even though I didn't play football at a high level. The NFL Blitz, the Pick 6, Dino Babers, all on the way. Stay right there. You're on the block. Thank you. Bye-bye.